and welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, I talk with some of the most creative and inspiring people that I know. From hearing about their process to what holds them back from creating, routines and rituals, to the intersection between creativity and spirituality, you'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I am so excited that we have a guest this week. I feel like we haven't had a guest in a couple weeks, Um, but we have a guest this week, and it is the beautiful Alejandra Diaz. She goes by Ale, and she is an illustrator and designer from Mexico City. She has a degree in industrial design, but she figured out that she has a passion for graphic design and became an illustrator and started sharing her illustrations on Instagram under Ale Sketch. So I love the story of how I met Ale because I actually met up with her in person in Mexico City. I was in Mexico City in September at the start of my three-month solo adventure throughout Latin America. And I had seen that someone I follow on Instagram had shared one of her illustrations. And there was something that about it that just spoke to me so much. It was so simple but cute and nostalgic and just reminded you of the everyday beauty that we see. You know, she draws a lot of food. She draws a lot of everyday objects in this episode. We talked about how the best thing that you can do when you're dealing with a creative block or the best thing that you can draw to find inspiration is really just what's right in front of you. And that's something that I teach in my writing workshops. And so I love that this is what came up during our conversation today, where you can find the most inspiration from just your cup of coffee, from those simple everyday moments Um, which is really what makes it so beautiful and so fun and just relatable. So we talk a little bit about her journey becoming a graphic designer in Mexico City and her studying in Paris and what that taught her and how she was able to score free art lessons just by the power of asking out for reaching out. So I find that really inspiring as well. And we talk a little bit about her upbringing and her religious background and what her spirituality has meant to her as it's evolved throughout the years. So I think you're going to really enjoy this one. I really was loved connecting with Ale in Mexico City and just made a new friend. And so really feel excited for you to listen to our conversation and to just feel like You're with us chatting over a cup of coffee about her life and about her inspirations and her joys. So enjoy this episode with Ale. Well, hello, Ale. Thanks so much for coming on the Creative Soul Podcast. Hi, Leah. Thanks for having me. So the first question that I always start off with is, what is currently fueling your creative soul? Um, It's a very hard question. What fuels my creative soul? I think that it's a lot of the people I am around. They, I have a lot of designer friends since I, I studied design and, and most of my friends studied design. My brothers studied design. So everybody's like in that, in that mood of always searching for things and, oh, did you see this? Did you see that? And that artist that made, I don't know, something. So I think that something that gives that always is fueling the my creativity is is all the 
the people you're around, what you see. I, I always, I used to get this block when I didn't know what to draw. I was always like, what, what should I draw? Maybe another recipe. Or I, I always looked in Pinterest, like what to do or what to, and until I discovered that the best thing to draw is the things that happen to me every day, even though it's not that interesting. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I just had a cup of coffee and it's the most exciting thing that happened to me in the day. I will just draw it and it will, it would be something that, that will give me like, a chance to at the end of the day see what I did in the day and say like this is this is this was special for me throughout the day even though it's just a Tuesday and nothing really happened and I think that that started to happen when when I started to do journaling and write everything I did in the day even though it was nothing interesting I just started to draw and oh I had this this happened to me I saw this bird whatever thing and and so my instagram started to be my my everyday diary so that's that's where my my what fuels my creativity it, things that happen every day that are not so significant i don't know if that answers your question yes <laughs> it totally does it totally does and i'm so glad you said that because that's that's actually what drew me to your work because it's such it's so simple the stuff that you draw like it's it's such mm -hmm simple, ordinary, everyday things, but because there's just something about, I think the fact that it's ordinary makes it extraordinary. Like the, like it, it makes me want to have, like, because we, I can recognize it of like, oh, a cup of coffee. Now I want a cup of coffee or like even mm -hmm. your beautiful food drawings. Like it just in, evokes this sort of like nostalgia, but also nostalgia, but also appreciation for just the ordinary moments that we all experience in our day-to-day -day. so I love that you said that that's like what you realize kind of got you through that creative block because I think that's the best thing when we can take inspiration just from what's right in front of us and we don't have to like go seeking somewhere else for it like it's it's already going to exist right in front of us if we just learn how to pay attention to it exactly I, I used to do only my journaling when I would go on a trip because that's that's when I thought my, the most inter interesting things happened to me, until I started to make the effort to do it every day. And even though, and and now I like to go back to my journals and see like, oh, this day that I didn't even remember, and I had like a good talk with my roommate, or I went on a walk with my dog, and the sun was looking nice. I don't know, but that's also the thing. I I draw a lot of food. Since I have a lot of problems with food, I'm intolerant to a lot of food. Mm. So that's why when I eat, I want to like enjoy it extra. So I draw it later to remember how I enjoyed that cake. So then I, I want to like, I have to make it more special than it was. <laughs> so oh, I love that. That's why it's full of food also. I love that so much. Yeah, it's like art. Because that's what I feel about writing too, that it's like, and there's this quote that I love um, it's by Anais Nin. I hope I'm saying her name, name right. But she says, we write to taste life twice. First mm -hmm. in like the experience of it and then in retrospect. And I feel like your style of illustration and drawing is that where it's like, you're reflecting back on your day, you're reflecting back on the things you did, the stuff you ate and you're reliving it in the making and the creating of it and then the sharing of it, which is so cool. Exactly. And I like to... I like to remember like those special moments, even though it was just, like I said, like a cup of coffee with a friend. 
mm. and it makes it more special if you just if if you upload it like this was special for me and this day was amazing even though it was just another day and I actually have this book I don't know if you know that there's a magazine called flow no I don't know you. Flow, it's, okay it's a like a UK magazine that has everything is illustrated every it's made by some illustrators and it's incredible and they have this little tiny book that it's called tiny pleasures ah. and it's it's just a book that it's full of little drawings of tiny pleasures like you woke up and the sun was shining i don't know so it's like little illustrations of it so that also inspired me a lot to to take in the little things that maybe you don't have to be super interesting but make it every day i love that so much tiny pleasures that's like those are the things that really inspire me And so you and I met while I was in Mexico City, which is so fun. And I think I originally just, I found you on Instagram because I follow someone who lives in Mexico City and they had reposted your artwork for, I think it was Chile, Chile de Nogadas. You had posted. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mexico Independence Day. Yes, Mexico's Independence Day. And I was just like, again, it just drew me in because it was something so simple, but something that said so much. And then we got coffee and we met up and it was so much fun. Um, but will you tell people listening a little bit more about like you, where you grew up, kind of like how you got into drawing and creativity and all of that? Okay, so I was born here in Mexico City. And ever since I was little, I wanted to... I was very into arts and crafts. I I always had the the kits that you bought and that you would make the little dolls or make the little purses. I would make clothes for my dolls. I would make clothes for my Polly Pockets. Everything I could make and I would make a huge mess in my house. My mom hated it. But <laughs> I, in my in my family they say I like to expand myself in the in the rooms because I always I can't stay in a little space. I have to Since, since I put like paper in one place, then I, I can't work there. So I go to the next, the next seat. So that's why I started expanding everywhere and everything is a mess and there's glue everywhere. I can't tell you how many fights I had with my mom about glue on the table. Oh my gosh. She hated me, hated me so much. But I always was encouraged to keep, even though she, she, she was just telling me to be more careful. Yeah, <laughs> Which wasn't, and I make still am. <laughs> Create, but make it clean. <laughs> exactly, but I just can't. I really can't. I, I, I've tried, but it's not in my blood. It's not, I, I can't. So <laughs> everything is a mess, but it's, it's a mess where I find myself. I know that the scissors are under the two papers that are under the glue that I, I, I find myself inside my mess. So not that bad but it's it's bad when you live with other people that don't like that mess so mm. so well my parents really encouraged me to they always were like oh the mark every birthday my presents are always markers pencils uh, sketchbook everything that's always my present I don't get anything else but and I love it the those stores like bleak materials or Michaels or th those are my paradise paradise mm. for me So I always was into those sort of things, but then I got into dance. So I started to get that idea that I wanted to be a ballet dancer. Weird. I, now that I think about it, I don't imagine myself dancing like that. 
but it was started to be like a dream. And since my grandmother was a professional ballerina, it was like in my head and I'm going to be a ballerina until, until my teachers started to say like, started to be a little toxic in the sense, like in the ballet world, it's very, it's harsh. Like they tell you constantly tell you that you're, but you're not the body type or so until I realized I wasn't happy. So I, I went out of ballet and I just kept drawing, but I never saw it as a, as a career path. Like I decided this is a hobby and I'm going to study something else and maybe, and I'll just keep drawing because just because I like it, it's, it was like my hobby. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that my, my brother and my sister are also very good in those things. My brother used to paint and my sister would make these little cartoon drawings also. So I think I, we, we also encouraged ourselves between us that, that we, we liked those things. It, it was like something normal in my house to make. And if my little cousins came to play or something like that, I would make my brother and I would make them like stages for them to play in. There was one birthday that my brother made a Disney castle made out of cardboard. Oh my gosh. No, if if I, I, I don't think I have a picture of it. I don't know why, but he made it a Disney show in my house with artificial fireworks, like with, I don't know what he did, but it, my brother is also like crazy creative with those things. So yeah, when I, when I, when growing up, I grew up and I went to study industrial design here in Mexico city. So before I, I started in the university, I went for a semester abroad to Paris and in Paris, I, I wanted to take art classes and they were so, so, so expensive. Like it was incredibly expensive nobody I I don't know I I just couldn't find the right one and one day I was walking down the street and there was this artist painting postcards like cartoon postcards and I just fell in love and I went to talk to him and I said like would you give me classes to to learn to paint like you and he's like I'm not a teacher but I work in this studio if you want you can come this is my card so it was like this little French guy, old, super cute. Gosh, I love that you just went up and asked him. Yeah, it was I, actually I passed and I thought about it and I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's I, why would I do it? It's, and then I said, like, it's it's a moment. If I do it, I do it now and I'm going to ask him right now. So I went with him and to his studio and it was this studio where you had to pay like three euros to just to go in and you would have like a space to mm. paint. So this guy was incredible. He was so excited that I wanted to learn. He he put a place next to him and he would give me paper, he would give me pencils and he wouldn't charge me anything. He and he introduced me to all the artists that were there. He, he was like this is Ale, she's Mexican, she wants to learn. So everybody taught me their ten- there was this guy that made cartoons, there was this woman that made abstract art, everything that you can imagine. So I would go there for hours every day and 
just be and that's I think that that was a point where I said like okay I, I could do this I could be an illustrator like I never saw it like something that I could maybe have money for, like work for something yeah. more stable I don't know how to say it but but there I, I just saw him draw and paint and sell his heart and I was amazed and I was very bad in that time I see my drawings from that time and I say I <laughs> he must have thought that I was going to be a big, big, big failure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but they were so, everybody was so nice. They would invite me to museums. And there was this guy that invited me to a museum to just to sketch the sculpture. So I learned mm. it was, and everything was free. I ended up having a lot of free art classes just to pay, like to go inside the, wow. that place. so I, that's, that's where I'm, I fell in love with illustration, arts, drawing, everything. And, that, and, and I knew I was bad at it. I knew. Mm. So I, I had to like work for it. And that's when I went to industrial design, which I really liked. I, I enjoyed a lot my university yeah. because it was like classes to do arts and crafts, but in a big thing, like I would, mm. it was grown up arts and crafts. <laughs> totally. <laughs> And I really liked it. I And I would draw in the theoretical classes. I would be drawing like teacups and doing my my little drawings. And I just started to like it a lot. And at the end of my, when I was finishing university, I I started to think like, no, I, used, I should have studied graphic design. Why didn't I study graphic design? I would be making animations and... I, I need to get to know more of the, about the tools to make my illustrations more professional. Mm. And, that's and what, when exactly, I, what exactly is industrial design? Ah, uh, sorry. Industrial design is like more product design. Like marketing? No, more like furniture. Maybe we oh. made a bike. We okay. like the design of of things it's it's so big it's so complicated to explain okay. because you can go like many ways there's you can be more like an interior designer so you make furniture chairs tables and mm. or maybe you could be more product maybe do how do you say like the things you use every day yeah like household objects uh, exactly maybe you can make a spoon and you can make a bicycle and it's it's very big so oh, okay. So you can go many ways inside industrial design, but I really liked it. And, but they never taught us anything about graphic design. It was never, they never showed us something that went more deep in that way. So at the end of my last classes, I went to one of the teachers to see if I could make, maybe get some graphic design classes. And I loved it. I, I had an illustration class and Wow, I, I learned to use Photoshop but good, do effects and and then they hired me in this place that it's called No Brainer. It's an agency here in Mexico and they hired me as their graphic designer. And I think that's that's where I started to like do everyday draw everyday because I, actually I didn't know was what I was doing. I had no idea when they asked me to do something I didn't know. So I would go research and see how to do it. And I think that's where I learned the most. And I remember one of my teachers that said, 
this always this always in my head but she said like what do you want to be like what's your dream what she asked everyone and i would say like i, I want to be an illustrator and she said okay you have to have 10,000 hours to be a professional like this book outliers i know if you oh uh, yeah there's this book that says that you if you do something 10,000 hours you're gonna be a professional you're gonna be the best so she would give us Like you have to draw two hours a day if you want to be in, I don't know how many years, the professional you want to be. And I would say like impossible, impossible for me to draw two hours a day. That's too much. And then when I got into work to this place, I would be drawing eight hours, nine hours a day. And and that's when I, I think I started to get like more my style, more to know more about the tools, to to like let my go myself go in in those things and so yeah then then I got into I said I wanted to learn more so I went into this course called Shillington it's a, a school that it's in I think Australia England uh, New York and I did it online so it was perfect I didn't have to move anywhere and it was part-time so I did it at night and it's a graphic design boot camp and I think that best classes I've ever had best teachers I've ever had incredible so I think that that's where they, they helped me do my portfolio and I think that doing that I knew what I wanted to I, I knew I was in the right path of because sometimes I feel like when you're you want to do something you feel like you're a little lost like i'm doing the right thing to and am i taking the right steps to get where i want to go and with this course i was like okay this is this is the one wow. <laughs> i know i'm gonna i'm doing the right thing here and so yeah that's that's kind of the very small story of how i started to illustrate and also a lot of brands that, that ask me to do something and I, it's always something so different. There's nothing like, I don't sell something that it's the same thing replicated. So if they ask me for their dog, it's always a challenge for me to draw their dog because I've never drawn their dog, you know? It's, it's always a challenge, but I think, I, I just can't believe I work in something that I love and oh. I get to I wish I could, I will do it for the rest of my life. But I think I'm, I'm happy that I found my like dream job and what I want to do. And, and I'm excited to know, to see what, what else can I learn? What else can I create? Or I don't know where it's going to take me. <laughs> totally. I love that. And I love like just hearing about your story. And I really feel this like spirit of curiosity with you and the fact that like you love to learn and just this story about, you know, the art schools in Paris being too expensive. And so you essentially getting to study for free under like all these different French artists with probably all the different, all these different styles, like uh, what a cool experience. And that all came from you having enough courage to ask the man on the street and like not knowing where that was going to lead you. But you felt like, you know, you felt that kind of call, you felt like you had to. And so even though it was nerve wracking in the moment, like you did, and it led to so many other cool opportunities which is just it's a good reminder to like you never know when those magical things are going to happen so like if you feel that you know definitely listen to that exactly I, I I remember the feeling that I just kept walking 
And then I was with my friends and I'm like, no, I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going back. And oh. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it's cool too, to like, I think we're around the same age, but for you to, to really claim, like, I have my dream job and I'm so lucky that I found something that I love doing. And so I think that's, that's cool for me to hear because I, I related to your story a lot where you're saying like, you know, feeling lost and like not knowing if this is the right thing. And I've definitely felt that like a lot throughout my life and probably still do, but it's cool to then to hear, like, I don't know, it clicks when it clicks. So that's just, that was just good for me to hear. And will you talk a little bit about like how you started your Instagram and what the process of that was like and sharing your art online? Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I have like the, all these sketchbooks full of drawings and I never felt like they were good enough for me to, to upload. So I made like an Instagram when I was in, in college. So, and I made it and I uploaded like two drawings that I thought were really good. And then I never, I never uploaded anything. Never. Mm -hmm. I, I was too, what's the word? Uh, very conscious. Um, like self-conscious? Uh -huh, exactly. Very self-conscious. Like, what are people going to think? What they're going to say like, oh, they're going to feel pity for me that I'm, because always in, I don't know if you feel it, you have uh, a creative career. People always see you. There's a lot of people that will see you like funny, like, really mm -hmm. you do drawings for living you like they doubt about you and then make you doubt about yourself mm, totally so, so I doubted a lot of my work I I always was like asking every 20 people before I uploaded anything like do you like it do you like it and then I would so it was a mess until I have this very good illustrator friend very I, I call her my mentor because she she draws and she she's a very good graphic designer and I remember I went to eat with her one day and she was like why don't you just upload anything you do like if you make a drawing in a napkin post that it's like if you start to let go of that idea in your head you're gonna so I started posting every little drawing I made and I would get like 10 likes and it was my mom, my dad and my five friends. <laughs> and I was feeling actually sorry for me. Like, oh, they see it. And until I started to get it out of my head, like, okay, if it's a hobby, it's just a hobby and I'll, I'll have fun with it. I'll just keep posting. And as I kept posting, I, there's people like everywhere that will say like oh I love it and people that will say I hate it and you start to make like this thick skin like if you don't like it cool and if you do great and mm -hmm. and I and I started to develop my my style as I uploaded things like I wanted to do the same thing that I did so so it's like a sketchbook you you do virtually and mm -hmm. I would say like just post whatever you do without the idea that everybody's gonna come it, it's still it's very hard to even upload a, a photo about your of yourself so everybody does it and stop thinking about it too much yeah Just yeah I love that it's it's like the idea that the quantity is more important than the quality because you kind of just have to like keep getting things out there because if you keep like, you know, working on it, then it's like you let your perfectionism kind of get the best of you. Now there's details that only you see. Like 
I would delete things like I know this this is wrong and people won't even notice and it's it's just something we're too hard on ourselves yeah always. yeah what what has been like I guess you kind of already talked about like the ways that you've grown personally through sharing on Instagram but what do you think it has like taught you about yourself about your work or some of the cool like opportunities or stories that have come from people finding you via Instagram which we are one of them <laughs> I don't know yeah you're actually one of them I don't know because I think my work like my family would see it and my family would say it's amazing it's beautiful and it's like when you're when your mom and your dad say that it's like okay thank you mom and dad. <laughs> it's like you're supposed to say that <laughs> yeah it's like you're the most beautiful girl in the world thank you yeah <laughs> I don't mean anything <laughs> so when well it was like always my cheerleaders would be my family and my friends and it was and when you start to upload it people that I don't know. I, I like to go to places and say like, oh, I love what you upload in, in Ale Sketch. And I love like people that you never usually talk to and start commenting and start liking and start telling you. And when I start to get like commissions, like I, could you draw this for my store? And could you make this for, and when they start like requesting things, you start to get like a confidence like, okay, people, people do like this. Mm. And and as I said, there's people that don't and don't understand it. Like, really, are you going to make drawings for a living? That people pay for that. People actually want to see it. But there are all, there's there's people that do. Yeah. And, and I think that that helped me, helped me a lot. And maybe someone that reposted my... Like, you found me because this woman reposted me. And I always get very flattered because somebody's like wants to see wants people to see more of my artwork. And I I I don't know what I do without Instagram. Like I don't know where I, where I would put it. Like it's yeah. I always think about how how people used to do it, like in galleries and things like that. But I think it's a great tool to get to know people, get to see other artwork. I. I know a lot of illustrators just from Instagram. Mm. And so I think it's it's a great tool to share your art and mm. get to meet people. Yeah, I yeah, I love that. And like I think social media can be so many different things, but I but it's so true that just the immediacy and the accessibility that it is to share your art with an audience that's already there, like that's pretty special. And to really take advantage of that as a tool, I think is really smart. So I applaud you for kind of getting over those initial like resistances, which I think are also so normal for artists and creatives because it is so vulnerable to share your art. And like you said, when, you know, some people love it and some people hate it, but like the more you do it, you realize that that is not a reflection of you or your talent, but it's just, you know, people have their different preferences and it, it just is what it is. Exactly. Yeah, and, and it happens that there's times that I do, I draw something and I say, like, this is my favorite. I think this is going to have the more likes and mm. and they get, like, very few and no comments. And it's like, why did I like it and nobody else? And so it's it's kind of, it's, mm. it's a vulnerable place to be and people watching and see what you're doing. And 
it's it's oh. hard I, i'm not saying that i just uploaded and everything would be perfect and over time i think that over time i've gone i've gotten better at it mm -hmm. i i think i'm i'm more confident about it now and but it's still something that that's difficult every time i i upload it yeah yeah it's it doesn't always it doesn't go away completely maybe it gets easier a little bit but like it's still there um uh, this is a little bit unrelated to what we've been talking about but something i talk a lot about on this podcast is the intersection of creativity and spirituality and spirituality in the sense of like a mindfulness practice or even your connection to just something greater than yourself and so yeah i'm curious to hear your perspective on this because i don't I don't think I've had many, I, I've had mostly probably Americans on this podcast. So I'm curious to hear if like, if there's anything different because you come from a Mexican family, Mexican, Mexican history, Mexican background. So I'm curious, I guess the question is like, what are your thoughts on spirituality or on something greater to us? Like, did you grow up in a certain religion and has that influenced your artistry at all? If, and if not, that's totally fine. Oh yeah. I, I grew up in a Catholic family mm. and I went to a Catholic school all my life. Wow. Yeah. Very Catholic. And I used to go to church every Sunday and I, I think I was a very religious, I was very religious for a long time of my life mm. until I started to get, like, I think it was something that was just taught to me. And it was like, this is what you have to believe in. And this is how it works. Mm. Until I started to like, get to know my religion. And I have nothing against them. I just think that it's not, it's not for me right now in the sense of the I think that the division with gender roles and it's it's not the way that I think and I I don't agree being in that certain community if I'm not if I don't agree with their statements. Yeah, totally. So so actually I started to like to not be too much like I, I'm not very part of I I won't I wouldn't consider myself Catholic. Mm. but I do I do feel like there's I, I I feel like I'm spiritual in a way in the way that I don't actually pray but there's like times that you like feel like there's an energy and there's something like you can ask for and mm. I don't know if I if I'm oh, totally <laughs> totally I love that yeah and it's interesting too like when you've grown up in a very religious culture, religious family, even going to Catholic school all your life, like how much that, you know, maybe like how much that affects you, but also like, it wasn't really your choice, you know, when you're brought up in it, it wasn't like that was something you sought out and chose. So uh -huh. it's interesting then when you grow up and then you start to kind of come into your own, kind of looking back at the things that you were taught that maybe don't make so much sense. And then maybe so even you taking, you know, some time away from it now, it's like maybe later in the future, you'll find your way back to it or you'll find pieces that you love and that you'll integrate. Oh, but like, exactly. Totally. I, I loved my school and I think that I, I, my friends are from there and I, I think they taught me a lot of values that I, right now I use and totally. I just don't agree with a lot of things, other things. And I think 
I feel like it doesn't happen right now, but in the time when I was like in elementary school, they used to mention a lot like like our role is just to get married and and that's it like for a woman mm. like the husband goes to work and you are going to take care of the kids have kids take care of them cook and it's like a lot uh, an image that they had in my head for so long that i would used to think i used to think like okay i'm gonna go to college and then I'm gonna get married and have kids and that's the plan. And I think that right now, I feel like there's much more than that. And I I never thought of myself like I would work all my life. And I, I really want to go to keep on working, keep on maybe do a master's and mm. I don't know, like keep creating. I don't know how to say yes, it, but, totally. oh, but I think that, that changed a lot while I, grow up and my idea of of what I was going to do changed mm, yeah that's so important because I think that's like the mess the old messaging that they give us but it's like no there is so much more than that and we have the freedom to choose like if you want a marriage you know if you want marriage and a family that's great but if uh -huh. you don't you sh you shouldn't like that you know there it shouldn't be like one is better than the other it's just whatever you whatever your preference is whatever your plan is and But yeah, I think I think it was like a factory that it wasn't like everybody has to want the same thing and and it's impossible. So yeah, totally that expective of, huh. of what you have to do in your life, it's horrible. So yeah. Um I'm so curious what you love about living in Mexico City because when I was there, it was my first time there and I didn't, I had heard amazing things about it. Like, like everything I had heard about it was like, people are like, oh, it's one of my top five favorite cities in the, cities in the world. Like, I love it. And I felt the same way about it. I was like, this is easily a city that I could live in. I like, it's, it's truly one of my top favorite cities now. So I'm curious what it's like for you living in Mexico City and what you love about it. Okay. I used to hate it. So really yeah, <laughs> this is like I mean, me with New York City <laughs> I would I would hate it so much I think because of where I used to live I used to live in not like a little outside of Mexico City not not outside but not where I met you <laughs> <laughs> yeah not in like the main downtown area exactly I used to live there and I, I lived there for seven years eight years Mm. and my my university was over there and most of my friends live over there and I was just with the idea that this is it and there's no more than this and but when I I used to love this the go to Condesa to La Roma I would love to go there and I would think like oh no it's just to like have a meal and then go back to where I used to live until I moved here And I started to love I, Mexico City. Like I used to live in a car and traffic all the time. And, and now that I have a bike and I can go everywhere with my bike and I can go out and walk and see other people. And there's people from all over the world that I, I didn't even know. Like, I think that I was in a little bubble over there. Mm. And so I, I hated it. I, I felt like it was like a sad city. I don't know why. And and I used to say, like, no, I'm gonna go live another place. I'm gonna go to the United States. I'm gonna go to anywhere else, but not Mexico. 
until I moved here and I, I, I can't believe where I live. Like I, I love going outside. I love taking my dog to the park and I feel like it's another city where I used to live. So, so I'm, I think I'm falling in love with Mexico city. I love that. And it's been like three months since I moved to tomorrow, the center. Okay. And, and I'm very happy. Like, I love it. There's always, how do you say, like markets and people selling incredible things and restaurants. And I don't know, I, I feel like I, it's a very good city to live in. Mm. There's, there's a, a lot of, it can get to be dangerous in mm. some ways. But if you're careful, I don't think there's much of a problem. Just to be like careful and don't do stupid things. And <laughs> yeah, don't do stupid things. I know I was there alone for two weeks and never once felt in danger at all. So it felt very safe to me. But of course, you know, be smart. I'm curious what your favorite food is because you love drying food. And I'm dreaming of those guava rolls from Panaderia Rosetta <laughs> that you recommended to me. And I'm like, oh, I wish I could have a guava roll. So what are some of your favorite foods in Mexico City or just in Mexico or in general? Okay. It's not a Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. My favorite food is pizza. Oh, I, pizza. Yes. I Who doesn't love pizza? I know it's so mainstream, so basic, but <laughs> I... I don't think there's a better food than pizza. I yes, pizza. Have you and you've 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 drawn pizza, right? I think I draw pizza all the time, and I want to get it to two. Oh my god, a pizza! Yes. Oh, that's I really so want funny. A, I really want a pizza tattoo. Wait, everybody thinks I'm joking, but I'm gonna do it. That you should definitely do it. I actually had a friend who in New York City, there was a restaurant that said if you got a tattoo of like their restaurant's name, you would get free pizza for a year. So she did it and she got a, a tattoo of their name. I think it was like a little ampersand or something, but then she got free pizza for a year. I'm like, wow, that is. Wow. And what else do I like? I like pizza. I, I like chocolate, a lot of chocolate. Mm -hmm. Do you love cacao? Like, did you grow up drinking cacao? Like with the Molina? No, but I've tried it. Yeah, I really like the very bitter chocolate, like 90% chocolate. I That's my type of chocolate. I don't okay. like it super sweet. But but no, I didn't grow up like so with those, like trying those things, but, but I've tried it and it's very good. Did you try it in your trip right now then? Yes. Yeah. Trip? I think more so in Guatemala than in Mexico, but I love it. I mean, it is very bitter. You like, I kind of need something sweet to sweeten it up. It's just pure hundred percent cacao is like too bitter, but yeah, too much. I just, I like the ritual of it. And I like the kind of history and cultural, cultural aspect of it. Ah, uh, so, yeah. It's very good. So, so yeah, those are my favorite foods. I love that. And, but, but I'm very, I, I consider myself very foodie. Foodie. Yes, me too. I, I love food. Um, also, one of the things I love sharing on this podcast is creative resources. So that's anything that you've like read or seen lately that's inspired you. Any books or anything that you'd want to recommend to us? I'm already going to check out Tiny Pleasures, but anything else? 
Okay, I'm a Pinterest addict. I love, love, love Pinterest, and I have a million of boards. So, if, oh, boards about what? Like, what are the what are the I, topics? Like, I don't know, paper things, knitting mm. things I want to do and I never get to do, but <laughs> I it's, it's like my way of dreaming. Mm. And books, I really like. Somebody told me the other, not somebody, the the same friend I told you that is like my mentor. Yeah, she she showed me like she has a collection of books, uh, children's book. So it's weird. And I started to collect them because she said, like, just look at it and see the type of illustration. And so, yeah, I would I would recommend like to to collect there. There's this a lot of types of beautiful books that sometimes you don't have to read and just see the pictures like a little kid. <laughs> but they're so good and you should check out the books about flow the this magazine they have a lot yes. of books that it's like there's one that's called courage in design and a lot of a lot of tips like for illustrators and for creative creatives I think that there's a lot of there and what other book have I read oh, there's this very good book I read recently that's called It's called Find Your Artistic Voice. Oh my gosh, I've always wanted to read that by Lisa Congdon. Yes. Lisa ah. And it's beautifully illustrated and it has very good tips. Oh, so. I love that. That is perfect. And especially just like Pinterest as a creative resource. I always forget how many ideas and inspiration you can get from Pinterest. And so mm -hmm. that is a good reminder for me because it's been a while since I've used Pinterest, but I love that. There I used to think that it was like cheating looking at Pinterest. I like I'm copying things until first my boss started to say like I need to see references of of what you're gonna do and you need to like look up things before you do it. And so I had to make like a mood board before. And then in Shillington in the school, they the first like hour before going into a brief would be you have to do a board in pinterest and get like a million photos there and then you can start oh i love that it's like the gathering phase it's like oh yeah that's awesome oh my gosh that's so cool well thank you so much ale and where can people find you and your beautiful artwork where can they keep up with you so it's at ale ale What do you call underscore, the underscore. underscore sketch? Underscore sketch. Okay, we'll, we'll also put that in the show notes. But thank you. Oh my gosh, I like miss our little coffee date in Mexico City. I wish <laughs> we were there, but we will one day in the future. And if you ever come to the States, you know, I'll be there. Of course, let me know when you come back and we can go to Rosetta again for another. Yes, please. <laughs> so good. Thanks, Ale. I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you. Or if you'd be so kind, you can rate and review the podcast. And when you do, I would love to gift you my free guided writing meditation that will connect you to your creativity, yourself, and your spirituality. Just go on over to my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. That's L-E-Y-A-V-A-N-D-O-R-E-N and send me a screenshot of your review and I will send over the meditation and I would love to hear your thoughts. Stay inspired, stay creative, and keep shining your creative soul.